me whole. He's here. He's here. Mother! Father is here! The king, my lady. The king. Your fate is set and you cannot escape it. One day, this kingdom will be yours. Thank you, Father. My king. Father! Remember, for whom you shed your last teardrop. I can feel now. Men's bones. I have the cunning to break their minds. And night by night, we will carry out my pledge of vengeance. I will avenge you, Father. I will avenge you, Father. I will save you, Mother. I will save you, Mother. I will kill you, Father. the Northman. This movie is a wild ride. It's an incredible. There's really no other way to describe it. This director is an absolute visionary. And the amount of things that I have to praise about a film of this quality is just endless. It's endless. I recommend this movie, The Northman, to literally anyone who enjoys film. There's such a fine line between the term masterpiece and good movie. And I find that this movie, specifically, falls under the realm of masterpiece. And the, re the reason I say that is because there are so many elements that make something a masterpiece. And in this case, we get all of it. Star-studded cast, incredible performances, the visuals, the arts that come through the lens... This guy, the way that Robert Eggers shoots a movie makes you feel like you're watching a form of moving art. 
and you add a storyline of Viking lore and Viking, you know, madness in a sense, and you give it a plot with twists and turns and you give this main character a purpose, a sole purpose of aggression and vengeance. And you get yourselves the Northmen. The Northmen. Almuth is the character I want to talk about right off the bat. Because Alexander Skarsgård is an absolute force in this movie. There is no other way to describe his acting. He's just this beast of a man. Physical, peak fitness, brutal, and I, I describe him as sort of like this rage-filled monster in this movie. He's just... The way he embodies Almuth, this young child who witnesses the death of his father right before his eyes. He sees his father's brother, his uncle, decapitate his father. And this sticks with this little boy. And you add the idea that Ethan Hawke's character is Almuth's dad. And Ethan Hawke plays the king in this movie so effectively. He's only in the movie for about 15 minutes at most. But in those 15 minutes, we the audience can tell what kind of a man that king was. You know, he was noble. He was honorable. He wanted to die by the sword. He wanted to die in honor. And you have this scene early on in the movie where young Almuth, once his dad returns from the great hunt or whatever he's doing, the two of them go down into this cave essentially, and they meet Willem Dafoe's character, Hemir, the fool. Now, Hemir is this sort of, he's the town fool, so like, as you can imagine, it's like a gesture of some sort, like he's like the joker of the, of the crew, and he sort of is laughed at. That's, that's essentially what a, a gesture is, and when they call him the fool like that, he, he sort of like, he embodies that when we first see him. He's wearing like this wild outfit, you know, and he's dancing around, making people laugh, drinking, you know, handing out drinks, all this stuff. But when Almuth goes into that cave with his father and they sit down with Hemir and he describes Almuth's fate, Almuth's fate, I should say. It's a powerful scene and it sets the tone for this journey that all myth is going to go on. Um, look, Willem Dafoe 
in this scene is unbelievable <laughs> in the sense that like the way he talks to young Olmeth, he calls him a puppy. You know, he says, hello, puppy, stuff like that. Because Olmeth is a puppy because in the Viking lore, they sort of, they embody wolves and just before his dad is slain and they do this ritual in this cave where he sort of, his dad sort of lays it out for him and shows him the tree of life, the tree of family and the roots of the king, you know, like it shows this long bloodline of kings and it's shown through a sort of injury that the king has acquired on his journey. And he literally tells Almuth that you will avenge me in the event of my death. You will carry the throne. You will take the throne. And I don't know if it's just the way that Ethan Hawke delivered this, but I found that scene to be so powerful. You know, his, his, his dad is literally like crawling around on the floor, acting like a wolf, and he just says, do as I do, and you'll be fine, you know? And Hemir talks about, remember for whom you've shed your last tear. They talk about this last teardrop. This is the last tear that you will ever shed in weakness, you know, seeing his dad's open wound and sort of learning the ways of the Vikings. This is the last tear you'll shed in fear, weakness, whatever. And sort of going forward, um, when we do jump to what, a, a, like what actually happens here is, you know, Fjolnir, who is the brother of the king, comes in, obviously attacks the king, um, whilst he's out on a walk with his son, Almith in the woods. And yeah, he just, the, the way that he betrays his brother and he carries the queen away, you know, she's kicking and screaming. This is all shown from Almuth's perspective. And then he's like, Fjolnir actually tells Almuth or tells the guards to attack Almuth. And he's chasing, he's being chased through the woods, essentially, and he gets away. And, you know, that's where we get the infamous sort of saying from this movie that repeats throughout, throughout, throughout. And it says, I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, Fjolnir. And it repeats. And I thought that the trailer I put in the intro here, uh, it really gives you a sense of the entire film. Um, it gives you the tone, you know, you hear that famous saying that you're going to hear throughout the entire movie. I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, Fjolnir. It's like, that's the plot. That's it. But somehow, with all of the Viking lore that's attached to this film, it becomes this spectacle that you just can't look away from. And I want to talk about how violent the movie was it was incredibly violent but this is a case where the violence is effective like it's a brutal 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 film but I like that stuff you know I like this is the third movie that Robert Eggers has done and 
The first one was The Witch, which I watched. Um, and I mean, I never reviewed that one. I never reviewed that, or I never reviewed The Lighthouse either. But those two films, in their own way, are vastly different from what you would expect from a movie of, like, a horror genre. And I would almost classify Robert Eggers' movies as a horror genre. It's a style of horror. It makes you think. It's like, it screws with you mentally. Like, you have to really, you know, find the plot and find, like, you have to dig for what he's trying to say. But at the same time, there's so much visuals, or, or there's so many visuals, and there's so many, like, beautiful, beautiful shots. And the actors that he uses are so effective. Like, I want to talk about Anya Taylor-Joy, who plays Olga in this. And Olga ultimately becomes the love interest of Almuth. But she's not in this movie very, very long. But when she's in it, she's so effective because of what she gives Almuth. You know, ultimately, she carries the bloodline. She, she is the future of the throne in the sense that she's carrying the twin the twins that Almuth ultimately is going to have. But Almuth is so focused on his fate and so focused on avenging his father and saving his mother and killing Fjolnir. I mean, it's, it is that simple. But it's, it's the way they go about the whole vengeance thing that works so well. You have Nicole Kidman, who plays the, the queen, and, you know, she's holding this horrible lie. Like, she's the worst person possible for this scenario. In the sense that, like, she tells Almuth, when he's a grown adult, she tells him that, you know, you're, <laughs> you are your father's son. In the sense that you were born out of rape. He raped me. I never loved him. You know, he was a greedy king, all of this stuff. I always loved Fjolnir. She has two kids with Fjolnir, you know, who we see throughout the film. Little Gunnar. Gunnar's the small boy. And I forget what the older one's name is. There's so many, like, Icelandic names in this. It's actually kind of hard for me to do this podcast right now because I'm not very good with different languages or different words or how you pronounce things, you know, like I, I never pronounce things correctly or I, I miss, I miss sayings. Like I, I'm very known for, for, you know, using a saying that isn't quite right, but it's close, you know, <laughs> like I just put my own spin on it by accident. But no, I wanted to touch on the lie that Nicole Kidman has because that, like she is really the key to this whole thing in the sense that Almuth goes through this huge journey to avenge his father and slay Fjolnir and all this stuff, and he comes to save his mother. And she tells him this monstrous lie about his father and how, you know, you're just this angry little boy who can't let, her fa can't let your father go sort of thing. And it feels like, it felt like betrayal watching it. Like when you're in it and you're watching it, it felt like a huge betrayal. And then on top of that, you add the shock factor that Robert likes to use in his movies, where usually there's at least one scene in his films where everything goes to shit. And that's what we see here. 
after Nicole Kidman's lie is told, the queen lies to Almuth in, you know, the waking moments of him about to meet, you know, his, his fate. He's going to kill Fjolnir. He's going to save his mother. And she tells him this lie about his father. And then all of a sudden, Gunnar jumps out of the closet, this little nine, ten-year-old, and just starts repeatedly stabbing Almuth in the back. Like, it's just wild. And Almuth, in self-defense, ultimately has to kill Gunnar. And that's an important piece of this movie, too, because he says earlier on in the movie that he has no quarrel with the queen's new sons. But ultimately, he ends up killing both of the sons. He stabs the one son, the mouthy son, the teenage son. He stabs him uh, in his sleep. And, you know, Fjolnir, he tortures Fjolnir. Like, Fjolnir the Brotherless is the title that his uncle has sort of come to be known as because he fled. He defeated his brother, so that makes him the brotherless, and then he fled to, like, the northern, like, northern Iceland or whatever. And this movie was shot in various locations in Ireland and Iceland. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the cinematography is just, it's this man's bread and butter. He's, like I said, he's a complete visionary. And with the shots that are coming from Iceland, Ireland, you're going to get this beautiful architecture, and you're going, you're going to have these beautiful, you know, water stream shots, mountains, you know, ice, uh, what do you call it, glaciers, things like this. And for the time period that this was supposed to have taken place in, you know, like that Viking era, it just works so well. And it was super believable. And that's what I wanted to talk about with Alexander Skarsgård is how believable this man is as this rage-filled Viking. He deserves some recognition, whether that be an Oscar nomination, an Oscar win. He was outstanding. What he did with his eyes physically, you know, he's always hunched over, like his neck is almost like jammed forward so far. And I want to talk about his, the battle scene, the first introduction to the strength of Almuth and what we're going to see from him. It's just, there's this scene where they're, Vikings sort of, before they, before they attack at dawn, they have these bonfires. And during the bonfires, they become one with the wolf. And they sort of reincarnate themselves into wolves was the lore behind it. And we see this shot of, you know, all of the Vikings that are about to go and raid this village. They're standing around a bonfire with some form of a witch. There's so much witchcraft in Robert's films and I, I'll touch on the witchcraft after this, but um, the witch is sort of conducting this ceremony or one of the elders is sort of conducting the ceremony and he's, you know, he's walking around the fire and he's, and you know, and he's banging the drum and that's sort of like the guttural sort of low voice, low tone of these Vikings um, and their rituals and stuff. It like, if you're into that sort of thing, if you're not into sort of that sort of thing, it's like, it's still very effective and very fascinating to watch. Um, 
but all of the Vikings, while this ritual is occurring, they're screaming at the fire, they're wearing these wolf pelts over their heads, like, and that shot of Almuth, when he's wearing the wolf pelt, uh, the night before the raid, and he's literally screaming at the top of his lungs, rolling his eyes back into his head, like the whites of his eyes, you can just see, he's just... He's otherworldly. He, he literally looks like he's transforming into a wolf in that scene. And you know, when it, it's such an effective shot because he's screaming, screaming. It's super loud. He's rolling his eyes back into his head and the camera's getting closer and closer to his face. And then it just cuts to that silence. Right? Now we get this silence and then the scene opens up again. And now it's the morning of the raid. And a giant harpoon gets, <laughs> or a giant, whatever you call it, javelin gets thrown in all this direction. And he grabs this thing barehanded and he turns around and he whips it back at the wall and ultimately kills the guy who threw it. And then ensues what I would like to call one of the most brutal and one of the most, like, shockingly incredible violent performances I have ever seen by an actor in any film. Skarsgård just goes to another place in that scene and he, the way he makes himself look while he's killing people in that village, he literally just has an axe and just the sheer violence in his eyes, in his face, in the way he pre presents his body I, like, it just makes me wonder, like, where you have to go as an actor to get to that place. Like, what do you need to do to get yourself there that day? You know, like, there's hundreds, hundreds of people on that set. Hundreds of people looking at, you know, this or that shot, or what's going to look good in this lighting, what's going to look good in that lighting. And this guy the performance in that scene, like you'll know what scene it is if you watch the movie, when he first raids the village. It, you know, he's a man on a mission and he won't be stopped. Fate will not lose is essentially what this story tells us. And I'm going to move on to talk about Bjork's character. She plays the Cirrus, which is like a form of witch is how I take it. Um, that's how she comes across. And she's the one who sort of reads the prophecy to Almuth um, when he's of age. Like, basically, after they raid the village, he meets the Cirrus at night, and she presents to him that it is time. It's time for him to meet his fate. So he, that's what sets him on the journey, is he meets Bjork, <laughs> uh, or Cirrus, I should say. Um, and, you know, she tells him, she tells him of the incoming, like where, where he needs to go. And not only is that sort of part of it, it's like also his dad is guiding him because they called his dad the Raven, essentially. And his dad throughout is present because the Raven sort of leads and guides Almuth on his journey. I mean... When, when Almuth meets Cirrus, she also brings up, remember for whom you've shed your last tear, which in that case, she's talking about 
Hemir and uh, his father, the king. And I think she's saying, like, you shed your last tear in fear for the king, you know? You're going to avenge him on this journey. And the whole teardrop thing is really cool because she says for... She goes, remember, remember who you shared your last tear. Like, she talks like that, right? It's like, it's a good scene, and I thought Bjork was really good. But the tear is actually in physical form. Like, she has it in a physical form, which is really cool. It's like, it's sort of like a diamond shape. It looks, it looks like a tear, but it looks almost glass. And when she hands it to him, he sort of, like, clasps it in his hands. Like, he grabs it, closes his hand over it, and he knows it's time. Like, it's time for him to go and meet his destiny. And... Yeah. I mean, apart from meeting Olga, Anya Taylor-Joy, on this journey, it's, it's a short journey. We don't really see him through, like, the battle of the elements, through him, you know, he disguises himself as a Catholic to get into this camp, to get into uh, Fjolner's um, residence essentially like where he's living at this point and when he gets in there like he starts to torture them from the inside and Fjolner he worships a different god altogether you know there's tons of religious sacrifice in this um there's all kinds of different forms of violence in in sacrifice and in just different belief systems I guess you could say and that's what makes it so fascinating too is because like Fjolner does have a God and he believes in that God and it just shows like the lengths that he went to as well to sort of obey his God and what he thought was right. But ultimately, Almuth, when he gets in is because they take the, Fjolner takes the Catholics, like a certain amount of Catholics as, uh, as prisoners and uses them as sort of slaves and he takes sort of a liking to Olga, and that's why she gets in. And then Almuth actually has to, like, he, he's about to be turned away, but he commits, like, an act of violence to show how strong he is, and that's how he gets in. And boy, once he gets in, it's, yeah. You know, he speaks about it being, like, when he talks to Olga in the camp, she says... Have you found what you're looking for? Have you come what you're looking for? Like, have you found this? And he sort of says, you know, it's worse than I thought. It's a nightmare. And she goes, well, then you must wake up. And he says, no, it's a nightmare for them. Like, he's their nightmare. It's, for me, it's the delivery. And the only, like, sense of this movie that I can give you is the trailer at the beginning of this episode and the clip that I'm going to put in at the end. And it just sort of, it'll give you a taste of what it feels like to watch this movie. Because it really is probably the most visually stunning movie that I've watched in recent memory. And I know that there's lots of people out there who don't like sort of violent, brutal Viking tales. And I totally understand that. But I'm a guy who does. <laughs> I'm a guy who appreciates cinema. And that's what this is. It's a master class of cinema. It's a masterpiece. This guy 
Robert Eggers, he's, I consider this, I can, like, so far he has The Witch, The Lighthouse, and now The Northman. I'm going to follow this guy's career, like, for the rest of his filmmaking career. <laughs> I'm going to follow it because he's so damn interesting. And the choices he makes, he's not afraid to do anything. He's not afraid to show anything. And like I said, the violence in this movie is effective, but it's not what the story's about. It just, it had to be that violent in order for it to sort of match up to the tone that he was doing. As far as the spiritual side goes, I want to talk about the witchcraft because there is a ton of witchcraft in this. And Robert does a lot of witchcraft in all of his movies. I mean, his first movie was called The Witch, which was a wild movie in itself, more of a horror style uh, genre in that one, especially it's almost like it was released as a horror movie and like the witches of Salem. And ultimately that's Anya Taylor joy as well. And she's fantastic in that one. And then we switch to the lighthouse, which is just two men. It's exactly what you think. It's two men in a lighthouse, but these two men drive each other mad because they're stuck there for however long. And, you know, you add the elements that he adds in his movies, which is fantasy and violence. And let's be honest, a little bit of crazy. Like, let's add some crazy in there. I hate to use the term crazy because it's a little outdated. But that's what he, he sort of brings. He brings this... montage of crazy scenes they just blow up in your face one way or another whether it's dialogue whether it's visuals whether it's violence that's how I would describe him is just crazy this movie is crazy <laughs> and the Northman delivers and like I said it's not going to please everyone which is another reason why I'm going to really enjoy this movie I enjoy the movies that don't please everyone too but I just think that this one deserves a little bit of recognition. And if you were going to, you know, embark on a violent journey to watch uh, wild, wild film, this is the one to do it. And that's essentially like we shift over to one more time the lore of the Vikings. And the, the chef's kiss of this movie is that Almuth does complete his fate. You know, the, the final, like the third act of this film is so good. He literally goes to the top of a volcano and fights Fjolnir, a sword fight. Two men fighting amongst a volcano, ash is falling, and it's two men that we've seen sort of go at it incoherently or like without the other knowing throughout the whole film and then they just meet each other and they have this final battle and the way that the final battle ends with Almuth meeting his fate and he ultimately decapitates Fjolnir but while dying in the process and we have an earlier scene in the film where Almuth is being taken to the gates of Valhalla with one of the Valkyries. And the Valkyrie scenes, there's only two of them in this film, but the Valkyrie scenes 
are the best scenes in this film when he's being, and the payoff of this movie is fantastic too, because he is being carried to the gates of Valhalla at the end. And we see the Valkyrie with Almuth's corpse on her horse. And she's, you know, they don't just, they don't just guide you. They literally like they deliver you to the gates. Like she's motoring through the air and the way it was filmed with this, it's sort of nighttime and there's sort of this blue. uh, It's like a, it's like a blue sort of, I want to say like Northern lights feel to it, but like, it's like almost like a galaxy at the same time, what she's carrying him towards. They really did a good job with how they decided to demonstrate Valhalla and how they demonstrated the Valkyries. Everything done about the Viking lore in the Northmen is fantastic. It is just everything that you would want and everything that you wouldn't want, if that makes sense. I want to say this. This movie is so much more than a Viking revenge story. It's a story of betrayal, vengeance, strength, honor, love, and above all else, fate. Everything down to the sword that Almuth uses, which he, Hemir the Fool, Willem Dafoe's character, describes it as Groger. Groger is the sword, and it is fated. He says it's fated, and the way they show that scene where he finds the fated sword that is to slay his uncle is just the best. It's the best. So this movie sits at about a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. And for the Rotten Tomatoes score, like the critics had it at 89%, which is much closer to how I would rate it. The audience score is about 63%, which makes sense. A movie with this much violence is going to have a device or uh, an indecisive audience is essentially what I'm trying to say. But as comic book movie guy, I say to you, go see The Northman. You will not be disappointed if you love film. That's just a fact. And the last thing I wanted to add is that the movie The Lion King was based around this concept. You know, think about it. Simba is Almuth. Scar, Fjolnir. The king, Mufasa. The brother, Fjolnir, slays the king, Mufasa. You know, Scar slays Mufasa. Simba left alone. You know, sad, young cub. And then ultimately avenges his father's death. Think about it like The Lion King. Maybe you'll enjoy it if you don't enjoy violence. But either way, it's comic book movie guy recommended. So I thank you guys for listening to this one. It was a tough one. It took me a couple of weeks to get the names, to get all the thoughts out. But I appreciate you listening. I've been Comic Book Movie Guy. This has been a lot of fun. Take care, guys. I'm Comic Book Movie Guy. Save your mother. I want to kill you, Philip.
and surely you also enjoy the moment when you must choose between kindness for your kin or hate for your enemies. That is nothing. My heart knows only revenge.